Well, good morning and welcome back to Cowboy State Politics. This is Ken, once again, your stand-in host, and I'm joined today by Tom Kelly. <laughs> Thanks, Ken. That's great. I am so happy to be back on Cowboy State Politics. I kind of miss David, though. Hey, David, when you listen to this, you know, feel free to invite me on again. I, mean, I know I forgot to eat a Christmas fruitcake, but, you know. He's only got one silver microphone. And I got to tell you, I was really looking forward to being ensconced behind that silver Cowboy State microphone. And I, he took it with him. Can you believe it? <laughs> yes, he, I can. I can believe it because that's his good luck, Charmin. But, you he, know, I, I, I can't be at the uh, the base of the bighorns. I am in our illustrious capital, Washington, D.C., where actually I'm in the suburbs of Virginia because if you're not in the tourist bubble, D.C. is not a pleasant city to be in. You're absolutely right. Having been there myself, I can testify to that. So oh, with, boy. just give... You know, most of our listeners are familiar with you, Tom, but what are you up to? Why are you in Washington, D.C.? Okay, I'm uh, Dr. Tom Kelly. I am the department chair for political science and military studies at American Military University. And it is our annual meeting. We have professors, we have PhDs, we have experts that work all over the world. While American Military University is based out of D.C., we have people working in every time zone. So once a year, we come together and they fly us all out here, except I decided to drive from Wyoming to D.C. and take a road trip with my 15-year-old daughter. It's been quite an adventure and totally worth it. But I'm here for uh, bureaucratic meetings, and uh, I got a break from them. So I got a chance to call in here and be in public state politics for a few minutes. Well, we're delighted that you're here, and we hope it's more than just a few minutes because we have kind of an interesting topic. We were talking the other day. And you kind of made an offhand comment about, you know, when you look at the Democratic Party platform, it, it kind of reads like the seven deadly sins. And the more I thought about it, I thought, man, he's, he's on to something. Oh, what I just said is that why do they take all this effort to put together a 90 to 100 page document when all they have to do is just list the seven deadly sins? It kind of sums up the entire platform. Exactly. So we're going to we're going to show you. Uh, what we're talking about here, and you can, at your leisure, you can Google the the Democrat Party platform and just make sure that we're not just making stuff up or pulling it out of our fannies. Now, I'm going to preface this just a little bit. I'm a Christian preacher. I have a biblical background, but I'm not particularly enamored with the idea of the seven deadly sins. That's mostly a human tradition. But for the purposes of this show, it works perfectly. Those seven deadly sins commonly listed as lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. The last one, of course, is especially important this month, is it not? Well, yeah, Pride Month. Did you see the Capitol yet? Uh, yes, I have been in the Capitol, and, and, and the Biden administration has made sure that there are um, pride flags prominently placed around the Capitol right now amongst the American flags, which, uh, you know, I know people are can be contentious over there. Um, but I think sometimes we have Pride Month. If we're talking in the vein of seven deadly sins, I mean, when are we going to have like lust or gluttony month? I think it'd be a lot for me to do <laughs> more than there is so much this month. I mean, or sloth month. I could lie around and do nothing oh, yeah. for a month if yeah, you want that... to. I'd sign up for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you look at it, 
just start with lust then if you want to go that i mean is it is it not when you look at whether they're talking about healthcare, they're talking about civil rights um the platform comes out and it's blatantly anything goes there are no moral guide rails at all um and is somebody myself who's basically uh, a libertarian um quite often i agree with that I, I really don't think it's the government's business to to legislate at all people's moral behavior. Until and I, the not, government starts paying for the consequences of your moral behavior. For well, example, yeah, that's when, like, for example, yeah, abortion we, is health care. Uh, well, okay, hold on a second there. Before we go on, on that tangent, like when I've, I've, I've uh, had discussions with you and Representative Mark Jennings about this because he wholeheartedly disagrees with me that you know the government can lay out moral guidelines for people. But well, it's in the Wyoming you, state constitution, but other than that, yeah, yeah yes, but in it, but does having it in the Wyoming state constitution actually influence people to act in a moral behavior? I, I well, don't think it does. I, but as I you would, were saying, though, abortion on demand, not 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 just as health care, but as uh, as birth control. I mean, do whatever with whomever; it's nobody's business. But I think where this really starts to stick with me is we are now seeing this eke out little news stories here and there, little bills in, in, in state legislatures where they're starting to talk, um, just kick around the idea of the maps. And for those of you not listening, uh, we call those, my, no, I'm sorry, we don't. That's uh, an acronym for minor attracted persons, which yeah. we call pedophiles. That is beginning to make inroads, and it's right now being dismissed by mainstream media that right-wing zealots and conservative conspiracy theorists are saying that the Democratic Party is trying to push pedophilia. That's a QAnon, QAnon, I don't even know, I can't even pronounce it. QAnon. Seriously. Yeah, uh, that's just another Q conspiracy theory. But if you start reading the text of some of these bills, you know, they could make you perk your ears up and go, wait a second. Uh, we're going to, let, let's just, I think, I oh, forget which state it was. I, I was just going back and forth on Wyoming political discussions a while back about this. And there was a bill, and I wish I knew offhand which state it was, that um, the Republicans, the Democrats are pushing a bill um, to protect people based on their sexual orientation. And the Republicans push for an amendment to explicitly exclude pedophiles, and the Democrats voted it down. Now, the bill itself doesn't lay out any explicit protections for pedophiles. They just um, kind of laughed off the Republicans' objection, saying this is not meant to protect pedophiles. You're, you're crazy. Uh, therefore, we don't need the exclusion for them. But there is, there's the doors cracked open then. At some point, if somebody successfully argues and has a judge who comes in and rules sympathetically that sexual orientation towards minors is a sexual orientation, boom, it is covered by the law because it talks about sex, sexual that's, orientation. That's that slippery slope that we started down a long time ago. And now we're getting, in my view, we're getting toward the bottom of that slippery slope and accelerating at a pace that is almost impossible to stop. Because once you've established a precedent, it's very hard to go back and reset. 
it, it is different. It, yeah. yeah, it gets becomes very difficult to do that type of thing. And uh, but it is a Democratic Party who have gone out of their way to make sure we don't single out minor attracted people in these bills, which yeah. And it's the same argument. Well, that's not a problem, so we don't need to address it. It's like, well, if that's not a problem, then it's just superfluous to put it in the bill. Just vote for it. If it's not a problem, it's not going to bother anything. (laughs) Humorous for a second, you know. (laughs) You want to get this passed, let's put this in there. You want our votes to support it, put this in there. And the the irony of that is, is that you've got Republicans agreeing to vote on a bill protecting people for sexual orientation, just we don't want we want to make sure the pedophiles aren't protected yeah, yeah. and it was a democratic party it just said no no we don't want that we don't want that amendment which can make somebody go okay well i could see the practical argument that it's we're not arguing nobody seriously considers pedophilia a legitimate sexual orientation but we can't forget that just decades ago that same sex attraction was actually listed as a mental illness at one time. And it so, was also, um, it was also outlawed in virtually every state. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, so, and currently Uganda has gotten really nasty about it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, it, but well, we it, don't live there. The so that don't bother us. Right. It, it's just yeah. that it's, it's not accepted today. Doesn't mean we don't have people in society. There aren't undercurrents already moving in that direction. In the there. whole idea that a child can choose his or her gender. Well, if a child can choose his or her gender, why can't a child choose his or her own sex partner too? That's just the next logical step. And then when people, you know, you're onto something when people just wave you off and go, ah, just a conspiracy theory with no facts to back up. They just summarily dismiss you. But please explain to me why this line of logic is incorrect. And if they just call you a name, They've got no argument. That's why they do it. You ever you ever feel like the Republicans or the conservatives? Because I, I tend to lean more towards conservatives than Republicans, because Republicans under their big tent concept has have abandoned a lot of conservative ideas. But do you ever think that they're playing checkers, and the Democrat Party is playing three dimensional chess? They always they always seem to be four or five steps ahead. Well, actually, it just seems to me they've just got, maybe we're both playing checkers, but they've just got the same playbook and we don't seem to learn what it is. Well, they, there is there is a concept that, that I see that it just seems like we've been playing from behind for a lot of years and I'm kind of tired of it. Uh, yeah, well, it, it, definitely they go on offense a lot and then conservatives go on defense. You know, yeah. I, I'm not sexist. I'm not a racist. I'm not an Islamophobe. I'm not a transphobe. And yeah. As soon as you start yep. saying, I'm not a fill in the blank, they've got you in the defense. They're they, not talking issues anymore. They definitely tend to control the narrative. And I'm going to control the narrative here for a second. And move on to gluttony. Yeah, I was just about to do that myself. I was looking at that. And I was looking at some of the numbers. And currently, it's basically seven out of every 10 Americans are overweight. Four out of every 10 are obese. It's like double digits are morbidly obese now. Um and it's worse among poor people. And the Democrats are simultaneously pushing to end hunger and fight food insecurity. They want more spending on SNAP yeah. or food stamps. They want easier access to it, fewer restrictions on it. And, and SNAP has been shown to be highly correlated with obesity in the United States. So the Democratic platform is pushing gluttony. 
oh, I know they'll have their arguments about, oh, the vegetables and you can't get those and there's only fast food. And, but that's, right. that's the free market. When you have people have the money to go out and eat at fast food uh, and that's what they buy, fast food places pop up. You're not going to get fresh uh, markets of fresh fruit and vegetables if nobody's buying them at, at that point. And um, why, why bother cooking when you've got the money to just go get a Happy Meal? There's also a cultural lifestyle change. I remember years ago, I think I was living in Colorado in the military at the time, and the idea was presented that if you are accepting food stamps or whatever sort of benefits, that those benefits would only include or only be attributable, usable, for the basics, flour, sugar, um, milk, eggs, that that sort of thing, you know, dried pasta and all of that. And it was just met with all kinds of objections. Well, a lot of these people don't know how to cook or they, they don't have access to these things or they're in a hurry and so they need to be able to have these other heavily processed foods. And so we couldn't possibly limit any of those. I have an acquaintance who lives in Illinois and just an anecdote, but Illinois makes it so easy to get snapped. They hand out debit cards. They don't even check if you're a citizen or not. There are all sorts of legal immigrants getting free food in Illinois because uh, it's a sanctuary state and they don't even bother checking. And he was getting hundreds of dollars a month in free food and um, on a debit card, hundreds of dollars to get food. And he would buy all the food he needed for a month and then some, a bunch of junk food and donuts and cookies and stuff and snacks he wanted. And he would still have like $100 left over in the card. So he'd just go sell it to somebody for 50 bucks, And then buy chewing tobacco with the $50. <laughs> yeah. Or, I'm not kidding. Or something beyond chewing tobacco. But anyway. And it's something that went up in smoke. But <laughs> uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, you can... We've we've all seen that. I remember when I was had, had just gone full-time in the Army. And I was... I, th I think I was an E2 mosquito wings they called it and we lived down in colorado springs and there were two or three families in the same neighborhood they had color tvs they had nice cars they they would come home from the grocery store with buckets and buckets of of food that they would carry in all sorts of you know pre-processed stuff like i mentioned and we were trying to make it by as as honestly as i thought i could I figure I'm I'm a soldier. I ought to be able to provide for my family. We qualified for some benefits, and I think for a while when the kids were really small, we took wicks, um, so we got some milk and some other things like that. But we were basically buying fifty-pound sacks of flour and things like that. My wife was was making things. I remember at some point uh, the motor sergeant gave me a case of MREs. And I took them home, and my wife took... Yum. Well, she took those things and then worked them over and added to them. And when we had dinner guests, <laughs> more than once, they didn't know it, but they were eating MREs with a bunch of enhancements. But anyway, the idea is we're sitting here struggling and trying to be respectful of the fact that we're not able to benefit from the fruit of another man's labors. And and there's pride in that and all those other things. But we're just we're just trying to get by and, and do it the way that I was raised is, is the right way. And it was tough. And all around us are people just living high on the hog. And at the time, 
I was working 60, 70 hour weeks and they weren't working at all. Well, that, that comes into greed. We'll get to that in just a second. I just want to how, how the left is actually pushing not just greed, but gluttony when they now are pushing this narrative that it's racist to use the word obese, regardless of the race of the person you're talking about. <laughs> and it, it, it get Time magazine put out an article, the white supremacist origins of exercise. So they like to exercise is white supremacy. To call somebody obese is racist. They're pushing gluttony. Here's your free food. Don't work out. It's okay to be fat. Love your fat self. And so that that's really that that's right in there. But you you were talking about the free stuff. It's not just food. It's free oh, yeah. healthcare, free yeah. preschool, free college. Uh, um, it, you name it. They, they, no. All the basics that you need, which. Now we're starting to bleed into sloth a little bit, so we're getting hey, ahead well, of ourselves. I was going right to that. I was going right to that because it's just—it's not just getting all this stuff for free, but not doing anything for it. Basic universal income. Don't work and still eat and get paid anyway. So you—you've got the gluttony, the greed, the sloth. It all just goes together. We'll just pay you to sit around, and get do nothing but get fat. Well, now oh, that oh, wait a second, you can get pregnant too. We'll take care of that with uh, an abortion. Yeah, we. <laughs> Don't get me started. So now that you've mentioned all of that, I think we need to take just a minute here and take a break and pay some bills. We'll uh, apply our own greed and our own sloth and let somebody else help pay the bills for a minute. And we'll come back with wrath. We'll get back to Morning Reload in just a second. But first, an absolutely obscene profit timeout. Today's installment of Cowboy State Politics is brought to you by Morton Buildings. They're the experts in metal building construction, and if you've been thinking about putting up a structure on your property, then you really need to call Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. Most people think that wool should only be worn in the winter. My friends, I'm here to tell you that that just isn't true. Wool socks from the Buffalo Wool Company will keep your feet nice and toasty warm in the winter months, but they'll also keep them cool and dry during the summer. If you haven't bought a pair of socks from the Buffalo Wool Company, what the heck is wrong with you? Go to their website, thebuffalowoolco, and get you a pair of the most incredible socks that I've ever put on my feet. And now, back to the program. All right, so we promised to come back with wrath, and I, I defy anybody out there to go look at the Democrat platform and tell me that there's not wrath in there. How many times, you were just mentioning this a little bit ago, Tom, how many times did you count that they mentioned Trump? I read through that, and first thing I thought is, what are they not outraged about? I mean, there are Threats of violence and actual violence over fossil fuels, capitalism, pronouns, anything. Um, but Trump, Donald Trump's name is mentioned 120 times in their 2020 platform. Everything is just outraged. Everything he's done. It's just the most evil, wicked stuff you've ever seen. Um, yeah, I mean, because, <laughs> you know, he, he pushes policies that don't or he pushed policies that don't favor lust, gluttony and greed, sloth. So they're very angry about all of that. And, and it just, it leads into envy. I mean, you, you could see the anger in the protests, yeah, the burning get, buildings. And, 
yeah, it, don't get there quite yet because I want to I want to touch on the RAF thing a little bit in comparison, in contrast. When you look at the Republican Party platform, they talk about timeless principles, lower taxes, etc. And the Democrat platform is angry at every turn. And yes. and they're angry and very specifically pointing fingers at particular people or particular ideas. They're not necessarily publishing the, any real ideas. Ironically, they talk about the conservative as being the angry white man. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and the, the angry white males I see uh, typically are running around with Antifa flags and masks on their faces. I mean, when, when I think of like a, conser- a, a white conservative male, it's a happy guy like Dave Holland. I mean, it's not. <laughs> that's a great example. You know, it, <laughs> it, 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 that's uh, one of the least angry men I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. There's one of the things that we kept speaking about as the last legislature session went on down there in Cheyenne. They were beating us. I mean, every time we took a vote, it was 36 26. And we were just taking a beating. They were winning. They were winning. They were winning. They were spending money hand over fist. All these other things, anything that we want to do, we, very, very tough to accomplish anything. We did accomplish something. But if you looked at those of us in the on the conservative side, we're going around and shaking people's hands in the morning and smiling, how you doing? And the further this thing went on, the more angry the other people became. And it was palpable as it went on. And by the time we got to the last few days, it was pretty pretty tense. And they were winning. And and that was that was an amazing thing to a lot of us, is how can you live like that? Even when you're winning, you're still angry. You're constantly angry. Well, Ken, um, you've opened a different can of worms there because there are almost no Democrats to be angry there. You were talking about fellow, we're talking about the Democratic Party, and you're talking about fellow so-called Republicans behaving like Democrats, winning and still angry. Well, I call a spade a spade. Yeah, carefully. You'll be talking about panties being a bunch on the house floor again. <laughs> in a wad, in a wad, please. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's just right. the, if you're going to be offensive, Tom, at least quote me correctly. Next time I'm going to say britches in a bunch and we'll see what happens. Yeah, but what, you, well, what are they yelling about? Is it not based in envy? You know, tax the rich, get those greedy corporations. Let's not just tax the wealthy, but tax their wealth. Just confiscate a little bit every year. The existence of billionaires is immoral. But I'm looking here at the, the basis of all these policies, whether it's social justice, economic justice, um, environmental justice, wh- whichever thing they throw on socialism, whatever type of justice they're talking about. Now you're talking um, envy, by the way. The, yes, I am. Word for word, this is, this is an excerpt from the Democratic platform of 2020. Our tax system has been rigged against the American people by big corporations and their lobbyists and by Republican politicians who dole out tax cuts to their biggest donors while leaving working families to struggle. We will crack down on overseas tax havens and close loopholes that are exploited by the wealthiest Americans and biggest corporations. We will make sure the wealthy pay their fair share in taxes. 
Is that not just feeding on people's envy? Look at all that money. You should have it. <laughs> but the Chinese food here is terrible. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. It was a whim. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's where it all comes down to. That's that, yeah. that's like the beginning of it all. It's just like they have stuff. It's not fair. But you don't have to work for it. You could want it. We'll go both for us. We'll go get it for you. And yeah. it's your right. You should be angry that they have that stuff they don't deserve. Exactly. Earn it. You you just sit there and keep eating and we'll go get it for you. Just vote for us. <laughs> the last the last one is Pride, and this is Pride Month, so we're not necessarily gonna dwell on the LGBTQ issues. But I wanna point toward the idea of mankind being so wrapped up in himself that he thinks that he is greater and more than he is. There are a yes. lot of people who would talk about the climate and climate change and say that man is affecting that in some great way, and if we don't change our ways, we're going to destroy the planet. Yes, you know. and so like you, the, uh, the, the low-hanging fruit would be to talk about Pride Month and about how they're openly uh, openly supporting the LGBTQ community, but um, that's probably a better angle to look at it from the pride and arrogance that human beings uh, can play God, that it, we can exactly. control the climate. And, but that even bleeds over in, 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 into uh, pride month and the fact that we can now change the sex of somebody. Yeah. Um, if, in, and not, not by actually changing the person's DNA and chromosomes, but by superficially making the person look and take on the stereotypes of the opposite sex and then screaming at everybody to accept it or else. And for the most part, I agree with a lot of what they've written there about people should not be discriminated against or beaten up or vilified for who they are. But at the same time, they've got this quote in there that they want to expand mental health and suicide prevention services. They want to, quote, ban harmful conversion therapy practices. Do they not see the irony in that? This claim that we are going to make it illegal to try to change somebody's sexual orientation while at the same time pushing for government funding people to try and change their actual sex. Um, now, personally, I don't think either one could be changed. If a if, if person is gay or lesbian, that's their sexual orientation. That's who they are. They didn't choose it anymore that I chose to like chocolate ice cream more than I like vanilla ice cream. Um, you can't give me conversion therapy and force me to like vanilla more. You can't force a gay man to be attracted to women. But at the same time, they think you can literally change the sex of somebody again by just changing the outward physical appearance and, and then screaming to everybody to accept it. Um, it's it just the, the in, insanity behind the idea that you're, okay, you're making you're, a, you're making an excellent point. I mean, on the one hand, they want to say that we can just superficially, cosmetically change someone and change them at the fundamental level. And on the other hand, they want to say, hey, if somebody has a sexual orientation that is other than the standard, and they won't even admit that there's a standard anymore, then you can't change that. You can't have it both ways. Uh, yeah, and, and, and I agree with them that the conversion therapy, taking like if somebody suspects their daughter is a uh, 
is a lesbian and, and taking her to conversion camp to make her straight, that that is child abuse. Uh, that you really can't do making the person feel like they're making her feel like there's something wrong with her because she's different like that. Well, just um, just for the but, record, I'm going to disagree with you there because I do know some people who have come out of these issues, and because I happen to be a Bible believing Christian, I believe it is a sin. Therefore, I believe there is a matter of choice. That doesn't mean there's not a genetic propensity toward a particular sin. I acknowledge that some people have a tendency to, to fall easily into alcoholism and, and, and other sorts of, of sins. But, but at its base, I believe it's a sin. So we, we're going to agree to disagree there a little bit fundamentally. But, but the core of what you're saying is absolutely true. They're trying to have well, you it both ways. Change the, you, you can't change the—you can't—yes, I, I don't want to believe that you could change the desire. You might be able to change behaviors. You might be able to—but— uh, I don't, yeah, we could talk all day about being able to do that, but this is the type of thing, if you try and ask a question like this, you'll get screamed at for being a transphobe. I'm saying, let's say, or you can't, there's a gay man and you can't convert him. That's horrible that you would even try. Yeah. But they yeah. say it's okay to try to convert him into a woman. Yeah. You can't try to convert his, his orientation or his behaviors, but you're going to try and change his physical being, his appearance. You're going to try and change his gender. I, that seems more cruel than trying to just change somebody's behaviors because you're trying to change their behaviors and their physical chemistry too. It, it, and, but the question I would ask is, if, if you can't change a gay man into a straight man, where do they get off saying you can change a gay man into a straight woman? I think you bring up an excellent point there, and I commend you for that. That's why... We love to have you on. Thank you, Tom, for being here, for throwing in your two cents worth, and then some. <laughs>